0: Hello
1: ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the M Squared Power Hour. I am one of your hosts, Joe Matthews, on the line. We also have Mr. Andy Minton. What's up? And our super producer, Joey Emmerich. How you doing, man? What up? I'm doing fantastic today. All right. Today's show is going to be pretty cool. We have a lot of different topics that we're covering. Um, We're going to do a segment that we're going to call uh, Joe's Obscure Ethnic Foods. Because I'm always cooking something. uh, I'm multicultural, so I'm always cooking something really, really cool, and a lot of people have never heard of stuff I'm cooking. So it's obscure ethnic foods. We're going to talk about some of our favorite sports movies of all time, and we're going to have our face segment and our family segment, and all those things are coming up. So Um,
2: yeah. Before you get into your ethnic foods, I just want to remind everybody (laughs) that you can catch us on social media on Twitter. And Instagram at M2 underscore Power Hour, and you can find us on Facebook at M2 dot hour, and that's the same thing. You can find us on YouTube, but you may already be listening on YouTube. And if you are, you found it. So, but if you are listening to us on a podcast, <laughs> leave us a five star rating and a generous review, and tell us. Um, and just you know just give us a review and tell us what you think.
0: All right, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe if you can subscribe.
1: Yeah. That subscribe. way you can get all yes. our updates. All right. So let me let me jump into this, guys. I am uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be cooking for my family this weekend. Uh, homemade Mexican pizza. So.
2: Is that like what Taco Bell does?
1: No. Oh, geez. No. That's. <laughs> uh I. So
2: or the tortillas
1: with. Yeah. No, and and a lot of heartburn later.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, this is not uh, not even close to that. Like you will not get sick off of this. Um, so what uh, we're doing? We had a restaurant out here that closed down, unfortunately, and they would make the best Mexican pizza. So what a Mexican pizza is? It's it's your typical pizza. You know, I'm gonna do some homemade dough and pizza sauce, and um, what you put on it is you know ground beef and um cheese and you bake it like a pizza but instead what i'm going to do is instead of ground beef i'm going to cook up some chorizo and put up some ground chorizo which is mexican sausage on it and bake it and when it comes out of the oven that's when the taco part shows up you put on some freshly shredded lettuce some tomato um shredded mexican cheese oh i forgot you bake jalapenos in it too so it's chorizo jalapenos cheese on top of the pizza and then lettuce tomato shredded cheese and the, the pie de résistance, the top you know icing on the cake, is uh, crumbled tortilla chips to give it that nice crunch. So it is one of the best things you'll ever eat. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a Mexican-Italian-Southern California blend. We're a melting pot out here, so we, we cook some pretty interesting foods. But try it, man. If you guys ever have a chance to try it, make it at home. Uh, do not put refried beans on it. Just don't do it. I hate and, refried uh, beans. I do too, but yeah. my
0: wife loves them. So that's think. what that's what make it makes the Taco Bell pizza Taco Bell pizza, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, w- I like. How can you even call that a pizza? That's just a tostada, like a double layered tostada without any lettuce or tomato on it. It's just like. oh. Uh, huh.
2: <laughs> well, I had some real authentic Mexican food today.
1: I had a chalupa from Taco Bell. That's <laughs> chalupa from Taco Bell. Oh man. <laughs> I, you know, my, my grandmother is Mexican. I'm, um, you know, half Mexican. I've never eaten a chalupa from anywhere in Mexico other than um, when I'm in the U.S. and I'm at Taco Bell. So I don't even know if we can call that Mexican. <laughs> uh. let's,
2: let's talk about uh, some other things that aren't Mexican. Uh, today we're going to talk about our um, top favorite sports movies.
1: All right. Can we agree on one thing, though? Because I think we talked about this earlier. The best sports movie ever made for number one on all of our lists has to be what? Space Jam. Space Space Jam. Jam. Right. The original Space Jam. Not this garbage remake they're trying to make. Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. The only one that will be acknowledged ever is the Space Jam with Michael Jordan.
0: Right. And I will say, even as a LeBron James fan... I'm on the same boat as these two guys. I, I do not want another Space Jam. Leave it as is. Uh, yeah. LeBron might be the greatest basketball player of all time, but no. Michael Jordan will always be the best Space Jam all time. We'll
2: have to talk about that another day too.
0: Yeah, it's another day too. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Okay. So, what? All right. So we, we can all agree on that though, because honestly, I just watched that like two weeks ago and showed it to my, my youngest daughter, who's twelve. And She loved it, so that movie holds. It still holds, you know, holds up even a uh, twenty-something years later. Oh yeah. Well, yeah.
0: my, I showed it to my my three-year-old and my two-year-old, and my two-year-old won't sit down and sit still for a whole movie. Like he'll get ten minutes in, and then he's up and running. Sat through the whole entire movie. Got yep, up so once they're... to go and get me a drink, and then came back and sat down and finished watching the movie. That's a good kid right there. Oh yeah. All right, y'all want
2: to start at number 5 work our way up.
1: Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. All
2: right, so with my number five,
1: y'all
2: ready for this? Yep.
1: Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Yeah. That, you know, I love that movie. That's such a good movie. For people who haven't seen it, Andy, why don't you give them like a, little, a little description of, of the greatness of this movie?
2: Oh, yeah. So it's this kid <laughs> who breaks his arm, and then after his, after, he, after it's fixed and reset in a cast, this kid can throw like 100 miles an hour, and he ends up playing in the majors as like a middle schooler or a high schooler for the Cubs. And the one of the coaches for the Cubs one of my favorite I can't remember his name he <laughs> this big old wad of gum whatever all the time he ends up getting locked in an equipment locker
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's pretty fantastic
1: and you, you can't forget his greatest greatest uh, invention during that movie because people they, they use ice and they use heat to treat injuries right. so his idea why don't you just heat up the ice yeah <laughs> That is one of the greatest lines. Like, I, I laugh every time I hear it. Like,
0: <laughs> Do you heat up the ice? Yeah. <laughs> well, but I'll tell I you, like, it. a kid growing up watching that movie even, like, I sat there and wanted to break my arm in hopes that maybe that would happen to me at, like, six or seven years old. I was like, oh, I could be the rookie of the year. Luckily, my dad talked sense to me. But.
2: <laughs> but I will say, when I was that age, I did not want to pitch for the Cubs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have pitched for the Cubs. But they were bad enough, they would have let you pitch for the Cubs. <laughs> Without well, a <was> right arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Joe, you yeah.
2: want to go next?
1: Yeah, my, my number five movie um, – it's, it's two movies but it's because they remade the first movie so you probably know the second movie over the first one the first one's called Necessary Roughness it's with uh, Scott Bakula plays this ex-quarterback you know, you know uh, guy he's like older living on a farm whatnot and he gets recruited to come play college football at the school that gets suspended like all the players are suspended so they have to build a team from nothing and so um, it's pretty cool Sinbad's in it uh, Kathy Ireland, the supermodel from the '80s, uh, was in it. That's like the main reason I watched it when I was a kid, because um, Kathy Ireland was was it back then. And um, so it's a really cool movie about you know a bunch of uh, like a bad news Bears of football type movie. And then they remade it a few years back with uh, called The Replacements, with Keanu Reeves playing quarterback. And, um, you know, uh, Gene Hackman's in that one. Keanu Reeves. Uh, John Favreau plays a linebacker. Um, Orlando, I can't think of it something. Uh, the African-American comedian Orlando or something was in it. Now, it's just a great movie. And it's about NFL goes on strike, so they get a bunch of replacement players. Again, like bad news bears of, of football. And just a really funny movie to watch. So, Necessary Roughness Slash, The Replacements is my number five.
2: My favorite... I've never seen Necessary Roughness. The, my, one of my favorite scenes in uh, The Replacement is when the sumo wrestling dude is shoving eggs <laughs> in before the game. And then the He ends up hurling. Yes. The first thing they do as a team is move as a huddle. <laughs> <Move>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everybody, to the right!
2: He just yeah. makes me laugh every time.
1: Um. Or you got yeah. the Irish kicker, and they're like... Look at him. He's like 120 pounds, soaking wet. It's like, I'm not skinny. I'm wiry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ole, ole, ole. Ole, ole, ole. All I can say is, is uh, you don't mess with John Wick because he was an FBI agent. And before he was in the FBI, he played uh, football at Ohio State, J- Johnny Utah. And then he, uh, he followed a bunch of bank robberies in the in the 90s and then uh he he became a computer guy in the 2000s and now he played nfl again in the 2010s and now the dude's a hitman like i wouldn't mess with him no and i think his name's always john too (laughs) johnny utah john wick and there's another john in there so yeah he plays a lot of johns
0: i don't know if that's in his contract yeah
1: Well, we can talk about favorite actors some other time. All right,
0: Joey.
1: Just so you guys know, I love Sean (laughs) Aroos.
0: My my number five is Dodgeball. Oh,
1: a true underdog story. True underdog story. Uh, (laughs) Airing on
2: ESPN 8, The Ocho.
1: The Ocho. (laughs) Obscure Sports Quarterly.
0: (laughs) If you can't dodge a wrench, you can't dodge a ball. Uh, it's a and, classic movie. Um, basically, a group of misfits trying to save their gym enter into the Las Vegas dodgeball tournament, and uh, it's got Vince Vaughn, and it's got Ben Stiller. Those oh, two together amazing. are just yeah. Yeah. And the, the the unsung hero in that movie, though, really is. Rip Torn, he yes. plays Patches <laughs> Yes, yeah. that is it's, when it comes to the sports aspect, the sports are not great in the movie, but as a movie as a whole I died laughing, and still that like even as you think about it, you can't help but laugh about that movie
1: yeah oh man, you got Pirate Steve yeah <laughs> Yes. I love like Pirate Steve. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, what is it? They play for the ADAA, the American Dodgeball Association of America. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and do you guys remember the five rules of dodgeball? Yes. I know. You don't. No. <laughs> the five Ds of dodgeball. No. Dip. Run me. No. Dodge. Duck. Yeah. Dodge. Drip. Dive, and dodge. I got (laughs) you. Oh, it's awesome.
2: So, my number four is A League of Their Own, and you know, it's kind of an obscure movie, Um, but it's set in World War II era, and all the MLB players are all fighting war, and so these, so a bunch of girls. start a league of a baseball league and Tom Hanks is in it and it's just fantastic.
1: So so you're telling me all these women went and started a league of their own?
2: Yeah they did. Yeah. Um uh, bum Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell's in it before she became the Rosie O'Donnell that we know Yeah today. Um so yeah. And you know, one of the most famous lines there's no crying in baseball.
1: Yep. that
2: movie. So, anyway, I think it's a great movie. Anytime yeah. it's on TV, I can't pass it up. I just watch it.
1: I I have that on DVD, and it's legit one of those movies. Regardless of where it's at, and I see it, like, on TV, I'm going to grab the DVD, I'm going to put that movie in, and I'm going to start it from the beginning. Like, I have yeah. to watch this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's just, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah.
1: Gina Davis... Is um, amazing in that movie. Madonna's in it. Uh, yeah, Rosie O'Donnell, Tom Hanks, um, and I am drawing a blank unfortunately on the little sister. Yeah. when Who plays Gina Davis's little? But she's so good in that movie. That's like one of her best roles yeah. ever. And it's the same girl who was in um, in a movie with Keanu Reeves. She has on Point Break with him. <laughs> but uh, that's probably one of her best roles ever. And, uh, but yeah.
2: It was definitely Rosie O'Donnell's best
1: role. It was. It was. (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell killed it.
0: After Um, that, it should have been her only role. It should have been. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: she did a a couple buddy movies with with, uh, Dan Aykroyd, I thought. Didn't she do, like, Stakeout or something? That was, like, a pretty funny... I don't know. Yeah.
0: She did do the live-action Flintstones movie. That one wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: She was Betty.
1: Yeah. Her her first couple of films after that, yeah, she did all right, and then went, yeah, downhill from there. All
2: right, Joe, what's your number four?
1: Oh, my number four is a great movie. It's a Disney movie called The Rookie. So it is based on a true story when uh, the Tampa Bay Rays were the Devil Rays and they first got made or uh, first came into existence, the expansion. And they were doing open tryouts. This high school teacher tried out for the team and and made the Tampa Bay Rays. So the stories about him being a high school teacher coaching high school baseball and um, he makes a bet with his team like, hey, if you guys win the division, I'll go try out for the, um, the race and they win. He tries out. He actually gets signed to a minor league contract and um, ends up pitching in the majors. And uh, I know his last team's cook. It might be Dennis Cook. Is his is his real name, but I know his last name's Cook, and uh, just a really cool story. But for me, there's one scene that gets me every time. I, I, uh, allergies. You know, or someone's chopping onions in my house. Uh, when he gets to call to the majors, and he calls home to talk to his wife and son, and he tells his son about it, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to the majors," and his dad's there, and the boy's just like, "Oh my gosh!" He's so excited. Every time, I tear up. I get all. I get all emotional watching that scene. And seeing that movie probably 20 times, I've cried 20 times at that scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and isn't, isn't the son, isn't he the same kid from uh, Two and a Half Men?
1: He is. He is. That was, I like guess, one of his first, first roles. And um, but I just love that movie. There's so much, it's, it's you know, about his... His journey in the baseball, his journey in the minors. People making fun of him, uh, giving him a hard time being an old guy in the minors, and it's it's a good movie. Definitely worth the watch.
0: Yeah, that's that was my number six. If we could have had six, that, that's that's one of my favorites. Um, but my number four is actually it's it's the wrestler. Oh yeah. Um. And yes, I know it's, it's uh, sports entertainment, but I don't know. I really but, thought it was really cool how they they showed the life and toll that wrestling takes on a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but how much wrestling was
1: actually in that movie? There was some. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I think I, I think they got the perfect person to play the wrestler the, the ram i can't think of the actual character's name but i know his, his nickname was the ram um because yeah that guy's been through uh he's been through it and he's lived a rough life that actor and um no yeah, yeah. it's a good movie
0: yeah it's um for those of you that might not know about that movie uh like he was saying, the Ram or Randy Robinson was the character's name, yes. played by Mickey. Played by Mickey has um, his Prime, trying to used to used to be a pro wrestler, but he's uh, gets on the circuit, the indie circuit, and he he decides he's going to hang up his tights and try to date a a stripper,
1: professional dancer, uh,
0: professional dancer. Yeah. And tries to connect with his daughter, um, but he can't. He can't keep from going back to the ring. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, just from I never got into doing the independent wrestling, but I saw a lot of it and had friends. I mean, Joe is one who does independent wrestling, but we mm-hmm. also went to a lot of indie shows in Knoxville. Yeah, and uh, I got to see several old guys who should not have ever come back into the ring. One of them being Jake, the snake Roberts. And, uh, he came in and I just beaten and bruised and gets in the ring. Doesn't match that. He's only supposed to wrestle maybe 20 seconds in. It's like Mm -hmm. a, uh, triple threat or something gets his, his dentures pulled out of his mouth. (laughs) And, we were talking to him afterwards, wow. and he was like, "Yeah, this is the last. This is my last match ever. I'm I'm never doing this again. I need to quit." And then I saw he was back into wrestling and doing wrestling again about a year later. Just kind of shows yeah. the almost the addiction of it, like how they can't stop. Yeah,
2: that
0: yeah. They want to keep going, um, and the effect it has on everybody in his life. Yeah. Which. We'll talk more about some of that type of stuff later, um, but it shows a more psychological effect of the sport than anything yeah. else.
1: And when it was first, first made um, the major company out there, the major professional wrestling company out there uh, was totally against it because they felt like it was revealing too much of, um, of the reality of professional wrestling of the injuries and the, um, I don't want to call these guys has-beens, but the guys who are way past their prime and they're just holding on doing the signings and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was not well received at first, but then when it became an Academy award nominee, then of course, you know, they're calling Mickey Rourke to come in and do something with Jericho at WrestleMania. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, All
2: right. So. So for my number three. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I have filled the dreams. <laughs> um, it's a fantastic sports movie based on <laughs> a guy building a baseball field in a cornfield out in his – because a voice told it to. And then at the end of the movie, great you know um, major league baseball players come out of the cornstalk and play a game. And one of them is his dad. So he gets to play catch with his dad for the first time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's. And
2: not... i can see by the look on your all faces that you totally agree with me.
1: Dude, the Field of Dreams is a Stephen King short story. It it is a spiritual. It's about spirits living in somebody's field, or he's just losing his day. mind. that is. How much do they even play baseball? Like the wrestler, how much wrestling's in the wrestler? how much baseball's in the field of dreams. Like, how can you even call that a sports It's completely
2: movie? based on a sport. It's a sports movie. No. It's a great it is sports not.
1: Movie. Okay, this
2: is... No. We're going to talk about this another day. Joe, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um... In an yeah. upcoming episode, we're going to be arguing about what's a sports movie. Because... <laughs> All right. Uh, Anyways, hold on. Let me let me gather myself here. We'll talk about a real sports movie. Uh, One of my favorite sports movies of all time, my number three, is Major League, the Uh, the original Major League, not not Return to the Miners or the sequel. Like forget Uh, all that. The Wesley Snipes, Charlie Sheen, Tom or original OG uh, Major League, like uh, Willie Mays Hayes, yeah. I right. uh hit like nays, run like haze. <laughs> Pedro <laughs> Serrano. Yes. Pedro Serrano. Yeah good, hits the ball a ton, yeah, throw him a curveball.
2: <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and reveal that that is my favorite sports movie. That is my number one.
1: Uh, that's your number one?
2: Outside of space jam. Yes. Uh, that is my favorite. Are you trying to uh, tell me Jesus Jesus can't hit a curveball? <laughs> I love right? in that movie.
1: Yeah, that is such a great a great movie. Hey, bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill. And he get smacked in the... <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, my, my favorite is... Um, I'll, I'll clean up. But um, I say, what is this Olay stuff, Dorn? Whatever... One of he my buddies that, is playing uh, the infield, yeah. and they they don't get in front of a ball. They just kind of Olay it. They fling their glove out at it, and uh, I'll yell from the outfield because I um, I don't have the footwork for the infield anymore. Unless I'm playing third, and they better hit it at me if I'm playing third. <laughs> but I will yell from the outfield. What's up with this Olay stuff? Darn. <laughs> and, Yeah. Can I make a bold uh,
2: statement that if yes. our, our listeners don't know this movie, then they're found the wrong podcast?
1: <laughs> well, no, they found the right podcast. They just need to educate.
0: We're educated. Yeah. We
2: yeah. we want to keep. We want them to stay, but we also want them to go watch this
0: movie. Yes. If, if you have not watched this movie yet, let us be your field of dreams voice, and we are whispering in your ear. Go and watch this movie. Yes.
2: Watch it you will enjoy.
0: Yes. More yeah. than the Field of Dreams.
1: Oh whatever. Get out of here with well, that. I'm I'm not saying I don't enjoy the Field of Dreams. I rather love it. it. uh James Earl Jones is awesome in that movie. Um but I just don't think it's a sports movie. I think it's more it's uh but again, movie. we'll we'll come back to that later. <laughs> At a later yeah. date.
0: I I have still yet to to stay awake through the entire movie. Um oh. Yeah, that's, that's my view. But my number three is – and this is probably a movie a lot of you haven't seen or haven't stayed awake through – Chariots of Fire.
1: <laughs> I've watched that once, and I think I was in middle school.
0: I haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's uh, based out of 1981 uh, – or it's based out of 1924, made in 1981. Um, it's about Eric Little. Um, he was a Scottish Olympic runner, but he was also a Christian. And you will, you have seen the opening credits to this movie and heard the music from it You've a heard thousand the music. times. You've probably seen too. It's the da-da-da-da-da. I'm not going to do all that because we can't pay for it. Um, come on. Yeah. Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) it's the, it's all the guys running in slow motion. motion. Yeah. On the sand in the, like next to the ocean. Um, but it's a really cool movie. It talks about his life and shows where he came from. His shows his character, but also for me, one of the cool parts of was it showed kind of his running style. Um, and I was always an awkward runner. I still am an awkward runner, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> and like everyone would say because of the way he ran, there was no way he could be fast. Yet he still proved mm-hmm. everyone wrong and was one of the fastest. <clears throat> he would actually run with his arms flailing out to the side um, because uh, he said it made him feel looser. So he was able to not be tense while running, while just letting his arms flail. Um, so, I, I watched that when I was in middle school. So, in middle school gym class, I decided I would run like Eric Little in gym class and uh, had to do a lot of push ups that day because I was told I was being <laughs> class clown. <cannot>. But, <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's a good, and there's the, like for me, one of the big scenes in it, and this is two, two fact, like it's an actual fact that he did this, but he was supposed, he finally got to the Olympics, was supposed to run um in the Olympic race in the 100s I believe but it was on a Sunday and he believed mm-hmm. that the Sunday was a holy day and he had to be in church that Sunday so he he refused to run and uh, luckily one of his teammates <laughs> said hey how about I run your race and you run my race and it was a 400 meter instead of 100 meter and he ended up running the the 400 and won big time um, nice, and beats all the Americans and all of Europe celebrates whenever they watch that movie um, <laughs> but yeah that's it's it's got a lot of sentiment to me which I think a lot of these movies one of the reasons why they're up near the top for us is because of the sentiment in them but Andy what's your number two so my number two
2: is actually a trilogy but i think every i don't know i think every kid loves these movies growing up and it's the mighty duck series
1: <laughs> oh yeah
2: i mean i don't think i need to say anymore
1: <laughs> okay sure uh, why joe's a mighty duck fan <laughs> it is it is um and the fact that uh Oh, what's his name? Keenan Keenan Thompson? Is that yes. from SNL? Yeah. 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 yeah Keenan Thompson's the, the kid in LA with the knuckle puck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> from SNL. Like, dude, he was from all that before he was from SNL.
1: But see, I the fun sad thing is I never I didn't watch all that. So I just knew him from S N L. Now I'm seeing him from all this other stuff. Like um like I totally it never clicked that he was in Good Burger. What? Oh yeah. And one day I'm like, oh, wait, why did I not know this?
2: <laughs> he was also in a show called Keenan and Kale. Anyway, I mean, it's it's a great movie about kids. They were coached by Emilio Chavez and um, taking on the hockey power of Iceland.
1: Oh, and, and part two in their Team USA? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Great uh, court- coach gordon bombay yes yeah um i hear they're actually supposed to be remaking that or uh not i don't say remaking it because it's like it's basically a sequel but they're re um issuing it i don't know they're they're gonna do a series on rebooting it thank you they're gonna reboot it on uh disney plus and emilio estevez is supposed to come back okay as coach bombay yeah so um, I haven't heard much more than those details, and I was already in. Like I'm watching it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this: anything that has come up, a series, any, all the series that have come up on Disney Plus that I've watched have been fantastic. So yeah, I'm not mad about this.
1: I, I'm not either, especially since it's it's not a complete re uh, yeah reboot. It's it's right. they're bringing back original characters or bringing back. Yeah, the original storyline. So I like it. Yeah. All right, Joe, what's your number
0: two? Do you want to give your number two and number one, since we already know Andy's number one?
1: Yeah. My number two is, uh, is a golf movie of all things. Um, you guys ever seen 10 cup all Kevin right. Costner? He's a golf pro. Cheech Marin's his caddy. Yeah. Um, all kinds of hijinks ensue. It's one of the, um, to me, it's it's uh, it's a great golf movie. Um, I, I picked that over Bagger Vance, uh, but I just I just love Tin Cup. It's it's fun. It's funny to watch, and um, and the fact that he's called Tin Cup has nothing to do with golf. <laughs> it's because he was a catcher. He was a catcher in high school and kept getting spiked in the cup, so <laughs> that's where Tin Cup came from. <laughs> so so yeah, that's the number two. And then uh, my number one all-time uh, favorite sports movie is going back. It's Rocky.
0: So, like all of them, or just Rocky? Um, Rocky one and two
1: are uh, are my favorites. Now, when I was a kid, it was Rocky four when he beat Drago. Yeah, but now that old I'm old older, Marty. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was right in the middle of the Cold War, so. Him beating Russia was, you know, was awesome. Uh, but the, the first two Rockies um, I love now. And uh, we can get into the Creeds and why I don't like the Creed movies later. But I absolutely love Rocky. And the fact that Sylvester Stallone wrote both of those movies in like one weekend is amazing.
2: Wait, you don't like the Creed movie?
1: I'm not a fan of the Creed movies. Mm-hmm. Like the first one. Kind of the second one, I didn't like at all.
0: You didn't like the second one? No, because how am I supposed to,
1: the first? How am I supposed to feel sorry for this kid who's living in? Uh, like I felt for Drago's son. Like I felt sorry for Drago's kid because he's living in his dad's shame. He's living under his dad's thumb. To, he has to be great. He has to make up for everything, all of his dad's mistakes and all the failures that his father had, and he has to fight against you know creed who's the son of a millionaire who has all this money now all this fame all the good things in life and what's his toughest thing oh i don't know if i love my wife or not like come on like (laughs) i want a drago son to win like just flat out win
2: (laughs) you're the type of guy that pulls for cobra kai and rock karate kid aren't you
1: (laughs) i have a cobra kai shirt in my bedroom (laughs) Hey, that was an illegal kick to the face at the end of that tournament, and nobody called it. Daniel LaRusso should have been disqualified for that kick. That's all I'm saying.
2: Joe, America is judging you right now.
0: Yes. So.
2: All right, Joey. Say all right.
0: Okay. So my second movie, um, which is, is a top movie all time. I'm surprised it wasn't on your guys' list. Cool Runnings. Oh yeah, the Jamaican bobsled team.
2: <laughs> I love Cool Runnings. It was hard for me to get this down to five.
0: Yeah, Cool Runnings with John Candy um, <laughs> as the coach. That's to be honest, that's my favorite actor of all time, John Candy. So his move this movie with him, it's the Winter Olympics, and there are four Jamaican, most of, actually three of the four were runners, and then none of them got yeah. on. Yeah, sprinter. So, And they didn't make it in the finals uh, because they all tripped each other up. And uh, so they have to – the only way they can get into the Olympics is to do the Winter <laughs> Olympics and be on the bobsled team. Um, and they recruit a push cart driver. Yes. And, uh, name Sanka. <laughs> yeah. You, you dead, Mike?
2: My... <laughs> you would kiss my egg for good luck.
0: <laughs> <All>
1: right? <laughs> oh, man.
0: Oh, that yeah. was such a. Yeah. Yes. Are you dead, movie.
1: man? Yes. Yeah,
0: man. On. My one of my favorite quotes from that movie, though, is oh. uh, Sanka, when he's. <laughs> uh, I loved when he would do his like, like just tearing down somebody when he tried to just talk trash to people. Uh, <laughs> this was one of those times. What I'm saying to you is that you are. The kind of club-toting, raw-meat-eating, me-tarzan, you-janing, big-bald-bubblehead who can only count to ten if he's barefoot or wearing sandals. <laughs> hey, like, that
2: about his pushy, uh, His, old,
0: uh, his teammate. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's... That's, it's a it's just a great movie. Yeah. Um, really funny all the way around. And I'll be honest that last run they do I don't know why but I get like teary eyed a little bit oh yeah every time yeah yeah um it's just one of those they would have
2: won the gold if their car doesn't fall apart oh
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah the the funny thing is is I was watching those winter olympics because the bobsled is my favorite event at the winter olympics like Absolutely love that event, and I remember watching them when they flipped and all that in, in real life. So,
2: I like watching the bobsled on the Winter Olympics because of that movie,
0: yeah. So, now this next movie, remember the Titans with Denzel Washington,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, back in the 70s when. They're trying to integrate the schools. Did I say that right? Did I
1: say it yep. wrong? Did I said it right. Nope, okay. you're saying right. that integrating right. schools in the South.
0: Yeah. Uh, yep. in in Virginia. This it takes place in Virginia. Um, at T C Williams High School. And they Denzel Washington comes in as the head coach. Everyone else, like the guy who was the white guy in the movie was, was the head coach and he gets bumped down to assistant coach. coach. Yes. Um, And, and that was Will Patton, which he was great in that movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And they have to work together and hurdle past the racial tension. And the fact that they become a team and work so hard together and it's it. I don't know. That's a, that's one movie that is a movie that I have cried every single time I've watched that movie. Um, just the car wreck scene. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Can't you uh, tell that's my brother <laughs> when he's in the hospital?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gary yeah. Here. yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good movie. And for me, kind of like with the Rookie, The Son, helped make that movie for me. It wasn't the only <laughs> great thing about the movie, but it helped make the movie for me. The Daughter <laughs> in Remember the Titans. Yes. Yeah. Helps, like, makes that movie ten times better. Like, it's a great yeah. movie on its own, yeah. but with her in it. Yeah. It's just yeah. really good.
1: No, it's, that's a really good football movie. There's a lot of football in it, actually happening in it. But I, I will say, like, there's a theme in, in pretty much all, a majority of our movies, if not all of them. Is, it's, we all love that that kind of that underdog story, <laughs> literally in dodgeball. Um, right. But it's, we all love kind of that, uh, that bad news bears, ragtag underdogs. Like, there's no way they should win, but they end up winning. Um, and pretty much all the movies that we got. That's, I like it. You know, that, that really touches all of us. In a good way.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. okay.
2: So, let's finish out this topic. And, um, okay, because I have to mention I had a hard time picking. So, I've got three that I just want to mention. I'm not going to talk about them. There's three that were at the bottom of my list. And Cool Runnings was one of those. So, that's yeah. knocked off. Yeah. But The Natural.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the Blind Side. Yeah. And I love The Blind Side. It's one of my wife's favorite movies. Joe, you you can roll your eyes all you want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, you know, um, another one that I'll always love watching and is one of my favorites is Days of Thunder.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a good movie.
2: And I think one of the reasons why I love that movie is because of all the times that I watched it with my dad growing up. Oh, uh, okay. You know, um, and it's just, it's. I mean, it is a great movie, but it's just one of those that me and my dad we could always get into. And that's one of the sports that me and my dad watch, and that was, you know, not anymore, because NASCAR kind of sucks now, but um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, but, you know, that's just something we bonded over, um, and I know during this time, it's hard, you know, because we're a summer stuck at home. Uh, yeah. It's easy to just to be uh, cohabitating with, you know, just be with your family, like, and, like, be around your family instead of being with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to hear how you guys are connecting with your family through this time.
1: Uh, so many ways. Um, matter of fact, before we, uh, we had this conversation tonight, I just finished watching the latest episode of the mass singer with my wife and daughters. Um, yeah. yeah, we have our TV shows, you know, that we watch, um, me and my son, cause he's my, my tag team partner for, for, uh, professional wrestling. We uh, tend to get together and we'll watch, um, NXT, AEW. We'll watch some of the, some wrestling shows and talk about matches and stuff. Um, but one of the biggest things we're doing, and I've made it a point is Saturdays is, uh, we spent a couple hours doing a project together. Like we just rebuilt a fence in my backyard and, um, we're going to paint it tomorrow. And, um, so that's one thing. And, and I've, to teach my family, like, it's cool to just, you know, like you say, like cohabitate and exist together. We share a laugh. But also, I think it's really important that you create something together. And for us right now, we're we're redoing our backyard. So that's a big bonding experience. And then when they're done, like we finished the fence and, you know, we all kind of, um, you know, set out back and celebrated with, you know, cokes in hand, did like, hey, cheers. The fence is, you know, finished putting up. And, you know, so that's one thing we're doing Perfect. is, uh, yeah. And showing them, I appreciate them for it. Like, uh, like, Hey, thank you for all the hard work. Even though my son, he's a college student. He doesn't want to get up at nine in the morning on a Saturday and work on a, on a fence in the backyard, but he did. And so did my 17 year old daughter, and my 12 year old daughter, like everybody in the house. And to me, that's, yeah, it's awesome. Especially when I can show them what to do and then walk away and I'm like standing boards and I look up at my son and his friend, Jake, who lives with us are doing exactly what I showed them to do, and I don't need to be there to hold their hand. And it's like that that dad moment, yeah. you know, my heart's like, like, yes, oh, man. And, you know, you just, like, it's weird to say, like, you feel God in those moments, but you feel, yeah. you know, you feel God when your family's all doing stuff like that. And you just have that love. You don't have to say anything. You just look and see, and you can feel it and see the connection. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing.
2: I know, I know for me, it was, um, you know, cause, you know, me and my wife and our foster daughter, and uh, me and my wife, we, we, you know, when our daughters sleep, we like sitting and watching and hanging out and spending mm-hmm. time together. And the Math Singer is one of those things that we get to watch, and um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's one of my favorites. Um, and uh, and we also I also had a, we also had a cool bonding experience with our daughter because she's a big JoJo Siwa fan, and yeah. you know, she was the T-Rex, so we went and watched highlights of just her and she she enjoyed it and uh, yeah but uh but one thing that we've done through this time um uh, when i was been at home a lot is like it's been windy here and so we bought some kites we were able to fly those and oh it's nice. just funny because i'm like you know I'm like hey you gotta hang on to it or the kites gonna fly away she's like what and here goes <laughs> the kite i'm like okay <laughs> but you know it's just um and just the situation that she came from she didn't get to do a lot of stuff like that and so yeah just the joy pure joy and excitement of things like that and um it's just it's just a lot of fun
1: yeah isn't that great you can do that and just sit back for a second just like do that big exhale like huh this is this is my life
2: yeah (laughs) and um and over the quarantine, she's learned to ride a bike without turning wheels because she,
1: she came to our house,
2: and all she ever did was ride, ride a bike with training wheels Ooh, and put training wheels on her bike. So we had an older bike that we put, cut the pedals off and used it as a balanced bike to teach you how to balance. Yeah. And then one day she hopped on the bike and just went, it was awesome.
1: So, oh, that's she? I about that. She's seven. Se- oh, dude, that is awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Give you a little yeah. – <laughs> yeah, round of applause here. That's, that's, that's some good dadding right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And you, Joey, what are you doing, buddy?
0: Um, we actually, one of the big things we've started to do is when my son wakes up from his nap at like between four and five in the afternoon, we go for a walk if the weather's nice. So we've been doing a walk almost every day. Um, And we like to do stuff because we, one of the big things my wife and I have agreed on is we want to be able to point out God and Christ and everything around us to our kids. Um, So we'll stop and look and say, Hey, especially my kids are two and three. So it's like, Hey, look at the, look at the trees. Look how the wind blows. You know how you can't see the wind. It's the same thing with God. And like, we start talking about stuff like that. um, And Looking at birds, my son loves animals. So, what should be a 10 minute walk turns into a half hour walk because we stop every time a bird flies by. (laughs) Look, there's a bird. But it's cool because we get to talk about it and, like, we just all are connecting and having a good time. And my kids love to carry sticks wherever, whenever we're walking. Um, So, They pretend they're different things. Uh, My son had a snake. He pretended his was a snake today and just kept coming up behind me and, like, whacking me in the back of the leg. He was like, snake. And I'm like, oh, man. Um, So we've been doing that. But we're also – like, we watch Mass Singer. And with Disney+, Plus, we've been watching a lot of the old stuff that I watched as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And my daughter is going to be one of those sentimental people because she's like, daddy, you watched this. Tell me what, what'd you like about it, daddy? What? And like, she's excited. And like to her, she's connected with me just because she's watching something that I've watched before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, it's like, Oh, this is, this is cool. This is, this is really cool. And then we're doing something. We did it last weekend, but we're going to try it again this weekend. And I will let you guys know next week how it turns out. Um we are making jelly um oh nice out of dandelions. And so my kids get to go, yeah, it's actually tastes like honey. Um Mm -hmm. but it's you can make tea out of
1: dandelions, yeah.
0: Yeah. You can also we're gonna try this weekend too frying them up because apparently you can do that too, have fried dandelions. Yeah. Um So we've got a whole backyard full of them. So we're going to be picking (laughs) dandelions tomorrow before I mow the grass. Uh, There you go. Rids rids my lawn of weeds and gives my kids something to do. And we get to cook and then eat it. Because I will say, I think that's one of the coolest things. I don't know, Joe, you said you cook with your daughter, right? Oh, all the time. Yeah, my youngest. That connection you have of cooking and being able to, at the end, when you're done, say, look at what we did together. Is really really cool to me
1: It is. it's um it's awesome to have that connection and then um one thing that that people don't think about when you're cooking with your kids is especially if it's a family recipe like if it's your mom or your dad's recipe that connection of you're passing down like that's your heritage like you, you know some right. people don't think of like oh it's a family recipe whatever but no that's that's heritage that's connecting your kids to your grandparents your great grandparents to somebody right you know, generations way back. And, um, yeah. and so for me, that's what I love, especially when I can cook a traditional food or something. My grandma taught me how to cook. I can be like, Hey, Kaylee, do you know your that your great grandmother taught me this? And to me, you know, cause I'm, I'm the older I get, the more I, I get sentimental and like, you know, get all like teary eyed, misty eyed about stuff. And I have those moments in the kitchen with my daughter. I'll cook something and be like, Hey, you know, your grandma taught me, or your great grandma taught me this. So,
0: that's awesome, man. Like cooking's great. Yeah. Cooking with kids oh, yeah. is great. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, t- talking about spending time with family, I will tell you. Um, growing up, I had an awesome family. Um, I grew up in a family that was in the church. My mom and dad they ran youth programs at church. They helped with the homeless. Like there was so much Christianity in my life. Um, One of the big things was with so much Christianity in my life, I never actually had a legit real relationship with Christ. Um, I grew up like when I was like 12 years old, I got baptized, got baptized young, was did all the right stuff, went to a Christian school, could tell you all the Bible stories, did everything that I was supposed to but I was just going through the motions. Um, one of the big things about me growing up was I always wanted to be popular. Like I wanted to be liked by everybody. And so I had to be popular at church. I had to be popular at school. So anywhere I was at, I wanted to be the popular kid. I, ne- I never was any of those places, but I always thought I was and always wanted to be. So I went through life doing doing everything I could. And when I was in middle school, I made a couple of bad decisions. Um, Links popped up on the computer uh, that were sent to me by buddies in school that were saying, hey, check this out. And I checked it out. And instead of getting away from it quickly, I stayed on, I watched, and I got into stuff I shouldn't have got into and uh, started to become addicted to porn when I was in middle school. And as I got into this addiction, the one thing I started noticing about my life, even heading more into high school, was everything I did was just focused on me everything in my life was focused on me and bringing happiness to my life but everything I did was momentarily momentary happiness I would tell a joke I would make fun of people at school just so that people would laugh and I would go out I would I was like I said I was watching porn I was doing all the stuff that brought me momentary happiness and even at church like I was going and reading the bible I was I was the youth group leader. I was the kid that everyone came to and asked questions because when they came to me and said, "Hey Joey, what's going what what do you do here? What does the Bible say about this?" just the fact that they came to me and made me feel good for a moment. So like everything was all about me and feeling good and I I did did the motions, went through everything. But I got into soccer. In middle school and as I was in soccer that was one of the things that had brought me happiness and brought me like I got to play it almost all the time I could watch it so it was something that I could just kind of inundate myself with to continue to have happiness so I got into soccer wasn't the best at it kept trying kept trying and by my junior year beginning of junior year I was ready to start varsity We had done our last scrimmage of the year. So basically, whoever did really good, they were probably going to start. School year was getting ready to start. And we had played the division champions from last year, and we beat them. And while we're playing these guys, I had two goals and four assists, which in a soccer game is really, really good in one game and to do it against the division champions is even better so i'm on cloud nine like i'm like yes and here's the craziest part and this makes me sound like a big jerk my sister turned 12 that day and she was having her birthday celebration and i told my mom and dad "Ah, they can you you guys have fun celebrating her birthday i just got two goals and four assists we just won we're celebrating. We're going out for pizza and we're going to watch the Columbus crew. We're going to crew stadium. We're going to go buy tickets we're, we're this is our day. And like, I was super excited and on my way to get pizza after the game, I got in a car wreck. Um, I was in a little reliant, a reliant K car and got T boned by a pickup truck. And The tendons in my right hand, uh, the middle tendon actually got cut in half completely. My left knee got tore open and I go to the hospital. They sew it all together, but I have to wear a cast. I've got all stitches in my leg and I'm told you probably won't play soccer again this year. You might next year, but you're gonna to have to get back to where you were at because you're gonna lose your strength, you're gonna lose all this. And I was ticked. Um, because soccer was the one one of the things that brought me happiness and it was just constantly brought me happiness. And as I'm going through, I'm sitting there just getting really upset and going, I, I've got to find happiness some other way. And I started getting more and more into my addiction into porn because I I just had just had to have something. And my right hand being in a cast, I got in trouble. I got caught i I just i things happened. My parents caught me, and I got in a lot of trouble, got grounded. I uh, wasn't even allowed to watch soccer anymore. wasn't allowed like everything that I cared about was taken away from me. and I am just in my room crying, yelling, I've broken down and um, just didn't know what to do with my life. And I'm just sitting there and I'm yelling at God and just, God, I don't get it. And I'm getting angry at God because I said, God, I know you said you love me, but I am worthless. I've never done anything that's worth loving. I've never, like, there is no reason for me to have love from you or anybody. Everything's been about me. Like I kind of had that realization that Everything I did was focused on myself. And at that point, I'm sitting there going, there's no way, no way anything can happen. And here's the craziest part is God always seems to reach out to you when you need it most and in ways you don't expect it. Um, I had my sister who being an awesome kid right after the car wreck had went out And with money she got for her birthday, the one that I skipped and decided not to go to, she got me a metal um, devotional journal. And I was like, I'm never going to look at this. So I had thrown it on my desk somewhere. And when I started throwing books because I was mad that night, I picked up that metal book and I'd thrown it and actually broke one of my lamps. And so I go over and I'm cleaning up the lamp and I pick up the book and I look at it. And I decided I'm going to open it up. And the first thing it comes to is Psalms 103, 10 through 14, uh, which says this. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from ours. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. And I read that, and like I just, I just started bawling. And that last part of, he knows that we are dust, but he still loves us anyways. I, I sat there and just started praying. And one thing, I am not, like the only thing I write are raps. I'm not a big writer, I'm not a big reader. That night, that little journal, I filled the entire journal all the way to the end. It was like 100 pages, maybe not 100 pages, but like 20 or 30 pages that I literally wrote. I've got big handwriting so it was like sloppy. But I wrote prayers to God and just like, God, this is sins I've done, forgive me for this. God, this is sins I've done, forgive me for this. This is how selfish I've been, forgive me for this. I I messed up here, messed up here, messed up here. And then at the end, I rewrote Psalms 103, uh, 10 through 14, and just said, Lord, I know you have compassion on me. I know you've forgiven me. Thank you for that. And I gave it over to God, and I said, all right, God, I'm now going to follow you. I want to go wherever you want. I don't want to focus on myself anymore. Um, and at that point I decided I was going to become a youth minister and that I wanted to start focusing on helping others and getting out of addiction. And it took a lot. And as anybody who's ever dealt with addiction will tell you, just because you've gotten past the original addiction, it's always a battle. You're still always fighting. You're still always working. And the biggest thing I've learned is the reason why you're always fighting and always working is so that you will continue to trust in God. So I say all this to say if anybody out there is struggling, um, whether it's with addiction or even you're at that point that you're trying to find happiness somewhere and you can't find it, I will tell you the only, the only place that I've been able to find joy through anything has been in Christ. Even in the toughest times I've been able to find joy in Christ. Um, But if you're wanting to find that joy and be more than just happiness and just things that come and go and like constantly trying to fill yourself with something. I encourage you learn more about who Jesus is and start a personal relationship with him, because once I started that personal relationship, everything else went to the wayside and my life was so much, so much better. If, you, if you're out there and you want to know more about that stuff, please contact us. Please email us um, at msquared.powerhour at gmail.com. Um, we want to encourage you, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Facebook, on Instagram also. Um, but we would love to talk to you if you have any questions um, about Jesus, about faith, about addiction. We know how hard life can be, and we want to tell you about the guy who makes life more enjoyable even through the hard times. Let's go ahead. We'll pray it out. Dear Lord, to come right now just to thank you for being a loving God. Thank you for being the God who cares, the God who who knows that we are dust but loves us anyways knows that we have sinned, knows that we've messed up, but you still love us and you sent Jesus to die for us. We thank you for that, Lord. I pray that for those out there that are struggling, uh, that are looking for happiness in other things other than you, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you open their eyes and you give them the joy that you've given me, Joe and Andy. Lord, I just pray that you just be with them, Help them to see how much better you can make their life and how much you can love them despite their life. Thank you so much, Lord. Again, we pray for everybody through this virus thing that as we're all still locked in, be with everyone mentally. But also, Lord, be with us spiritually and help us to continue to grow in you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.